0: If you missed out of a testimony, you uh, weren't able to understand what a testimony is. That is a testimony of the faithfulness of God when people we don't know, people that we've never been around, and yet God lays you heavily upon their heart, that is... uh, that's the beauty of of who God is. He knows exactly what we need at the very moment that we need it. um, I'll tell you, God has a way of of building his body and building his church. Sometimes it's through weird circumstance. Looking at uh, something broken in an antique store, Or maybe shopping at Academy and meeting somebody that God had ordained for you to meet that you'd never met before. That happened to me just a few weeks ago. And I have been blessed to watch he and his wife begin to come to Pine Island. And what a blessing. God has this way of building the body, building the church. Some of you have found Pine Island through heartache. Um, I I do so many funerals that most people will say, um, hey, I know you, but I'm not sure where. And then I'll ask, well, did you have anybody die lately? (laughs) And then it'll click. Oh, yeah, you did so-and-so's funeral. There are a lot of you who are here because of a funeral. There are others of you that are here because you began to ask God to lead us somewhere. And this is where God led you. But ultimately what's happening is God is building this church body piece by piece. And it amazes me to see just how different we are. And yet how God can bring what is different and make something absolutely amazing out of it. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to begin with verse number 12, and we're going to read through verse 26. So let's stand together as we read. For just as the body is one, and yet has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one part, but many. If the foot says, well, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has arranged the parts, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But now there are many parts, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the parts of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. How many of you have ever stubbed your little toe? Yeah, you might have forgotten that you even had a toe, right? You're not thinking about that toe at that moment until you hit it. And then you realize, wow. And those parts of the body which we consider less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our less presentable parts become much more presentable. Verse 24 says, Whereas our more presentable parts have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that part which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that in the parts may uh, have the same care for one another. And if one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it, if a part is honored, all the parts rejoice with it. Father, we ask this morning that we would understand the importance of being in the body of Christ. And what part do we play? We praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The church body. When we think of the body, we know about the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the face. We know all those things, and, and uh, those are the things that uh, we kind of recognize first because those are the things that we see all the time, right? Well, the church body is made up of all different types of people that represent the different parts of the body. He's using the physical body here as an illustration, And what I want us to recognize here is that it says for just as the body is one, all of us in this room make up the body of Christ if we are born again believers. We are those who have come together and we are a body. We are the the one, the, the local body of believers that have gathered together right here on this spot on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday um, sometimes uh, during the week we'll meet together. We do all those things uh, We recognize by the way some of you may walk out of here going man There's just no room. Well, can I tell you something? We praise god for that And and we're thankful for those who are willing to go over next door and sit and and and, and from from time to time But folks, I want to tell you something We are in the process of, of talking to folks and looking at what to do next for our church and we understand that so many people Are afraid almost to be out of their home and then here you are gathered up together in this little tiny place We recognize that and so we're working on solutions On how to expand what we have or or what we can do with what we already have to make people more comfortable But i'm i'm thankful this morning for each one of you You represent if you're a believer that part of the body of christ Even if you're stuffed in and a little uncomfortable it is okay because God is in control here we are all one body, the body is one, so there's many parts, but the body is still one we are all together. that is why I often pray for unison I pray for unity, I pray for God to give us all wisdom and discernment that we're all on the same page because we are all one body. Uh, you have heard me reference a number of times votes in this church and, and how we vote here and and folks if, if we're not going to be one of those churches that <clears throat> says, well, it's just got to barely pass in order for it to work. Because what you do there is you divide the body. And so what we do is we set a very high bar on how much something has to pass by in order for it to be able to become real in our church. The reason we do that is because we want unity. We want one body together moving forward. That is so important. I have been in churches where people would say, well, it passed. Okay, barely and guess what happened they build this great big building and they do all these great big things And then what happens next there's nobody there to fill the pews nobody there to fill the chairs why because they went into something divided already we are one body one unit when we praise god together on sunday morning these walls should barely be able to hold in the voices of this church And some of you, I know, I get it. You say, well, I can't sing worth a lick. You're not singing for me to hear. You're singing to the glory of God. And when you're singing correctly from who you are straight to the heaven, straight to God, it sounds beautiful to him. Even if it sounds off key to everybody else around you. That shouldn't matter. We are one body, one group. But then he says this. Well, let's go ahead. I want you to read with me Romans chapter 12 real quick if we can. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, let's stop there for just a moment. Many people are going to read this and say, well, he's speaking individually to me. Today, we're talking about the church. And as a body, we are to present Pine Island to God As brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, we're going to present our bodies as living and holy sacrifice. People should know that Pine Island gives God glory. We believe in his word. We will follow his word. Even if the world says you are a bigot, you are whatever they want to name us, they can call us. And we're going to say, no, 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 we are faithful to God. That's number one. So Pine Island, you're to present your body as living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And Then it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. What he is saying here is it starts with each individual, but ultimately it has to land here at church where we as a church are being con- not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Folks, when you come into this place, you should already have the word of God within you. You should not be coming to church and finally opening up your Bible. If this is the only time you open up the word of God, then listen, you shouldn't be on leadership. You you shouldn't be a deacon. You should not serve on on, um, some of our committees. If the only time you ever get in touch with God is at church, you should be willing to come and say, I need to step down because my heart's not right. We should already have a commitment to the Lord. We should be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we may prove what the will of God is. Folks, I'm telling you right now, those of you that are believers, those of you that are true believers that are studying and and praying and you're really working hard to figure out uh, your salvation and figure out your call to God, those are the people that I want making decisions for Pine Island. And we have a lot of decisions to make. But aren't you thankful that God can lead us into that which is good and acceptable and perfect? For the first three says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. I think it's important that we understand that all of us struggle with something. Correct? What we get in trouble with is we notice that someone's struggling with something that's worse than what we struggle with. Well, what makes it worse? What makes it worse? And what happens, we begin to look down on people instead of looking where? In the mirror. Let me read this again. For, though the, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many parts in one body, and all the body's parts do not have the same function. Do you hear that part? We're all different. Everybody's different. Every person in this room is different. We look different. We sound different. We're different people. But yet God makes us one body. For just as we have many parts of one body and all the body parts, body's parts do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another, parts of one another. We complement each other. What you lack, I may be strong in. What I lack, someone else will be strong in. We complement one another. David and Carol are here this morning. A lot of us know that Carol has had a rough go the past few years. And I looked at her this morning and I told her how pretty she looked and David said, well, yeah, she had a good groomer. So David was paying his wife a compliment while paying his own self a compliment right along the way. But that's how the church should be. We look look to help one another when someone's in need. Just like I mentioned Kevin earlier, he's going to be in need for the next few months. That's where the church steps up. Right now, I, I think of Lester Turpin. A lot of you know Mr. Turpin. Mr. Turpin is at his daughter's house, not going to be with us too much longer. Hospice has said it could be any day. That man's been coming to our church for a year. He has sat around a lot of you. The question is, what can we do for a man like that who's hurting? For a family who's hurting? Miss Betty Jean. John, John Dennison, Daryl's mom. I think about all these folks. One of my best friends, his mother, struggling to make it. And to be honest with you, for a lot of these folks, you're just praying that those folks would just simply go to sleep. But those families need us. They need us to come alongside them and love on them and help them through life. Folks, if you want to know what a body is, a body is a group of people that look out for each other. So we, verse 5, who are many are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly, properly, Okay. Now, I know that some of you, you feel that you have the gift of gossip. Gossip is not a gift. It is a sin, right? Others have the gift of being able to see everyone else's fault. That is not a gift. That is a curse. You are to use your gift in what way to edify, to build up? Okay, listen to what it says. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us let us use them properly, if prophecy in proportion to one's faith, if service in the act of serving, are the one who teaches in the act of teaching, are the one who exhorts in the work of exhortation, the one who gives with generosity, the one who is in leadership with diligence, the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. All of those bring edification to the body. Folks, if you do not use your gift to bring edification to the body of Christ and glory to God, you're using your gift for the wrong reason. I think about all of these amazing singers that bring us different types of music, and I just always wonder, man, would it not have been awesome if they'd have given themselves over to some sort of Christian or gospel music? They write some amazing songs that grab the heart of the world, but yet they don't do anything for the church or for Christ. Folks, use your gifts for the glory of God and for the edification of the church. We are one body, one body, many parts, many parts. The importance of understanding this will help us to grow in unity, okay? Now, listen, this is important. What we're going to move to next is very important. We're going to go back to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to read this together because I want us to pay very close attention to what Scripture says. Verse 13 says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. All right? What does it say there? We're all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, Let's stop there for just a moment. There is unity in diversity. The Spirit brings unity in diversity. A lot of churches, you can tell that they are not led by the Spirit because they don't have unity, right? You've heard us talk numerous times about certain churches that we've been a part of where one side would go in and sit down and the other side would go and sit down. They couldn't mingle together. And and that church could never grow. To this day, that church still struggles to have maybe 10 or 15 people every Sunday in it, and yet it'll sit well over 100. Why? Because there's no unity. Why? Because nobody listens to the Spirit of God. Listen, if your brother makes you angry, what are you supposed to do if you're in the church? Well, you're supposed to go and gather up as many people that are on your side and talk to them and tell them, you need to go and convince everybody that's on his side that he's wrong. But that's how it seems to work in a church that doesn't listen to the Spirit of God. What you're supposed to do, if your brother has offended you, you go to your brother. You want me to tell you the number one reason I believe that people no longer want to attend church? Why would you want to attend a place where people don't like each other? The body of Christ should be unified They should be together even though they're all different and they come from different walks of life. We have some of you that that know how to ride horses and man, you've rodeoed, you've done all that. We've got other people that have never even petted a horse. We've got folks that know how to do all types of stuff on a computer and yet there are some people in this church I guarantee you who have never even cut a computer on. Do you see how different we are? There are some who have worked hard and have been blessed and, man, they are, they're able to give and they give out of their abundance, they give, out, they give joyfully, and then there are others who barely make it week to week. And yet God brings us together to make one body. He brings us together in unity. So out of diversity, what does he say there? Jews, Greeks, slave are free. We're all one. We're all one. We're all one body. Like, quit looking at those. Well, well, these are my friends over here because they have this in common with me. No, no, no. What you have to do is come together in diversity and figure out how can we make things better? How can we strengthen? How can we grow? We each have different things, different plans. Let's talk about it this way. How many teachers do we have in the room? If you're a teacher, just raise your hand. All right, good. We have quite a few teachers. How many medical profession, professions do we have in here? How many people are in the medical field? All right, there's quite a few. All right, so teachers and medical people, what do they have in common? What do they have in common? They work with people, right? Some people are kind, right? Some people not so kind. One thing that I will tell you that both have in common is they're going to always have somebody that blames them for something that happens to the people they're caring for. But these have something they can offer each other. They can offer each other, you know what, I, I hear what you're saying and I can assure you that's the same thing over in our field. Let's pray for each other. Let's build each other up. Let's Let's talk to one another, and when you're having a bad day, give me a call. We don't have that that often in churches anymore where people actually are accountable to one another, where you can feel free to pick up the phone and say, hey, i want to call my sister over here, and I want to talk to her, and I I want to be able to to share with her what's going on in my life. Or maybe some of you men, you're so prideful that you wouldn't dare share anything going on in your life because you'd be afraid to look weak. Folks, Paul said that in his weakness, God is made strong. We're all different people. We have electricians and plumbers. We have stay-at-home parents, stay-at-home moms who teach their own children. God bless those people. My mother would have killed me. I promise. I wouldn't be here today if my mother had to teach me. I'd been buried in the backyard somewhere. And she'll listen to this sermon, by the way. and She will call me and she'll go, yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> We're all different. We're different people. But yet God brings us together. That diversity brings us together. So it doesn't matter what walk of life you have, where you're from. It doesn't matter. God has brought us together. And what unifies us is the Spirit of God. If you are truly born again, there should be no problem between you and another brother or sister in Christ if you do what it's told to do in Scripture. If you're truly led by the Spirit, you will go to your brother or sister and you will make it right. Let's keep going. Verse 14 says, For the body is not one part but many. That's all of us, okay? But now... God has arranged the parts, each one of them in the body, just as he, what, desired. So some of you say, well, I don't have the same gifts. I can't sing like she sings. I can't play like he plays. So I don't have gifts. No, stop. You don't have that gift. What happens is we see people in the church, we go, well, they have this special gift, and they have this special thing, and I have nothing compared to that. Well, according to Scripture, the foot still needs a toe. And Jesus said that even the toe deserved the same honor as the head. You want to tell you what you guys do for me as a pastor? When you fill the seats of this church, you bless my heart. You know what you do when you sing and you don't care who hears you? That really blesses my heart. I get excited over that. I love to hear testimonies. I love to hear people share. You may not have the ability to sing or lead or preach or teach. But I think about those women who come in here on Wednesdays and all they do on Wednesdays, all they do. And you say, Brother Thomas, you don't do much. You know, listen, let me tell you what they do. All they do is come in with a cheerful heart. And two ladies come through and they work every single row and they put the little pens and and the paper in. So you'll be able to come if you're a visitor and fill out that visitor's card. Or if you want to come in and give money and you want to add, you know, to the boat fund for Brother Tom, um, you can write that on, that little envelope, you'll be good to go. You know how much money the boat fund has in it? Zero. But these two ladies come in and they do that and they, they, they take care of blankets and they, they make sure that people that are cold have an opportunity to be warm. They can't sing, I don't think. I've asked them. They don't sing real loud. But they do a service for this church that most people don't even know that they do. The people that take care of the flowers right out here and the flagpoles, and they come in, they, they spray down the concrete around us. They do all of this work. Why? Because that's what they can give. That's what they can offer. Whoever you are and whatever you do, you have a purpose. Maybe you are the foot, the hand, the ear, the eye. It doesn't matter. You're important. Each person here is important. Verse 19, if they were all one part, where would the body be? Folks, you and I cannot live individually. You are not more important than anybody else. Your ideas are not more important than anybody else's. When I come over and and people are decorating next door, when the ladies are decorating for stuff, I'm always amazed at how well they work together. Because, one, I couldn't do what they do. There's no way I could make it look pretty. But they can sit down and talk things through. The next thing you know, it's absolutely beautiful there's unity there but if they each came with their own ideas and they didn't compromise they didn't work together things would be a mess a mess mess. (laughs) y'all heard that y'all don't laugh y'all gonna get him started and finally let me close with these last two points if i can We are in need of each other. Y'all understand that? We are in need of each other. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer than the parts of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. What he is saying is, what he's doing here is he's saying to those of you who think you have no gift, you are necessary. So quit thinking in your mind, I have nothing to offer. Baloney. Paul himself said, you're the one who deserves the most honor because you come willingly, sacrificially. And those parts of the body which we consider less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor and our less presentable parts become much more presentable. When you make someone believe that they have purpose, they can shine a whole lot prettier. Folks, I'm telling you here today, if you're wondering... Does Brother Tom even know that I'm here? Folks, I don't have to know your name to know you're here. I see you. I am blessed beyond measure to have you. I remember when we first came into this church, we had these chairs. And by the way, we didn't have near as many chairs as we did when we first moved in here after we redecorated and redid. And I remember even then, we only had about half of the chairs full. And I remember right back here, there was always that one little family that would sit together. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Howard Berry and his family. Can I tell you what blesses my heart today? I see his granddaughter. And I see her husband. And I see their son. And I see the friends that they have invited to be a part. Why? Why? Because of the faith of a grandfather. Folks, when we live life together and we realize that we need each other, man, God blesses that. So finally, I want you to listen to this last part. This is it. This is the end. We're together through Everything. Verse 26 says, and if one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If a part is honored, all the parts rejoice with it. We have people in this church who are hurting right now. We have people in our church who are about to pass away from us. These people And their families need Pine Island. One of the most forgotten about gifts. One that we don't often think about. It is a gift that simply is just you and I being there. Just the gift of being there. You've heard me tell you there's nothing that you can do when someone's lost a loved one other than just be there. But folks, that gift is beautiful. That gift is beautiful. Somebody goes through cancer, you may tell me one of the gifts you can do? If you know how to drive, you can take somebody to a treatment. You can know how to cook, take somebody some food. Do your part. But we're going to walk through life together here at Pine Island because that's what God has called us to do. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that we are your body. Your son has sacrificed his and we come together, many parts, making that one body We want to be able to present Pine Island to you as beautiful, as faithful. God is strong. But we confess to you, Father, that there are many things in our life that cause us to struggle. There are days, Father, just as this one who got the news of needing brain surgery, and there are others in this room who I know for a fact have been through brain surgery. But, Father, the fact that you brought that news to her and she chose to praise you. May we have the same heart and attitude that no matter what happens in life, we will praise the Lord as a body in one accord. God, today, your will be done. In Christ's name I pray.